first, we must do a better job of identifying and acting on early warning signs. I am directing the Department of Justice to work in partisan partnership with local, state, and federal agencies, as well as social media companies to develop tools that can detect mass shooters before they strike. As an example, the monster in the Parkland High School in Florida had many red flags against him, and yet nobody took decisive action. Nobody did anything. Why not? Second, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. It is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this, and it has to begin immediately. Cultural change is hard, but each of us can choose to build a culture that celebrates the inherent worth and dignity of every human life. That's what we have to do. Third, we must reform our mental health laws to better identify mentally disturbed individuals who may commit acts of violence and make sure those people not only get treatment, but when necessary, involuntary confinement. Mental illness and hatred pulls the trigger, not the gun. Fourth, we must make sure that those judged to pose a grave risk to public safety do not have access to firearms, and that if they do, those firearms can be taken through rapid due process. That is why I have called for red flag laws, also known as extreme risk protection orders. Today, I'm also directing the Department of Justice to propose legislation ensuring that those who commit hate crimes and mass murders face the death penalty and that this capital punishment be delivered quickly, decisively, and without years of needless delay. Well, people, <clears throat> this is August the 7th, 2019. Well, you heard what the president had to say. Mental illness is a big problem in this country. And that's true. Mental illness is a big problem in this country. But what are we going to do to take care of the mental illness problem? First of all, we have to know what mental illness is. In order to take care of a problem, you got to know what it is. Mental, well, mental health is emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. And that would be mental health. Anytime you're inciting certain tweets or certain things you may put in print on video, for people who are unstable sometimes, that can be a key to open up the door to a lot of crazy and emotional situations. A lot of the things that went down this past weekend, basically that was hate. Those things most, well, the first shooter 
it was planned out to kill Mexicans. That was his whole total goal for that day, to go out and kill Mexicans. He had a four-page uh, memorandum on what he wanted to do. That goes to show you everything. We all have a form of mental health, but everything is not always involved with mental health. It's Sometimes it's just involved in just pure hate. And in this particular case, it wasn't just pure hate. It was white hate wanting to kill another race because of what you feel is an injustice to your people and the country. But all the time, these incidents happen and no one really speaks on it. They may have a second or two in their speech as where they might say mental illness or mental health. But really, what are they really doing about it? Nothing. Resources have been cut from hospitals across America in regards to mental health. Back in the day, if you had a mental problem, they would put you in the hospital. Well, I can understand that sometimes you don't have the, the, the money for it. It's not in the budget. But sometimes they'll put, they used to put you in the hospital and at least you got evaluated and it took a couple of days or whatever and you worked on the problems. We got more people in jail who shouldn't be in jail and we got more people who are on the streets that should be in mental hospitals. But yet we keep putting people in jail for reasons that are really minor and maintaining them in jail because they don't have money. That can mess up with your psyche as well. Just putting people in jail for something that they didn't do or putting them in jail for a minor crime in most cases that normally back in the day you would have been let out of jail. But nowadays they try to keep you as long as they can because if you don't have the money, chances are you're going to sit in jail. So that will mess up your psyche. But when you have somebody who incites a bunch of evil hatred amongst the people that he's supposed to be serving and i'm talking about 45 you get a lot of people out there who see that this is right if the president can do it we can do it too and we'll go and we'll take justice in our own hands it's like when he said he tried to stop the people at the rally from inciting such hateful speeches against the lady in uh in congress in Minnesota, he didn't try to stop that chant. He did not try to stop that chant. Send her back, send her back. He didn't try to stop that. He didn't say nothing. He sit up there with a smile on his face, but he said he tried to stop. No, he didn't. 45, he didn't try to stop. Our mental health issues in this country are very, very bad. We have too many people who walk around that need help, but no one seems to care. It only matters most. When white folks do something, then it's all of a sudden they need mental health. When black folks do the same crime, mental health is not even mentioned. It's always mentioned a savage. You're an animal. You're a beast. You're a monster. You can put one of those narratives in your speech at any time. And it would all mean the same thing. Bias in this country. We know there's bias in this country, but still, why does everything have to be white first, black and brown second? Why? Because there's a, such a hatred 
of people of color in this country and the people of color of this country are the people of this country, of the people of the world. There's more people of color in the world than ever before. But black people get treated like second, third, fourth, and fifth class citizens. Something happens tragic, tragically, and all of a sudden here comes mental health. Like I mentioned in my podcast in episodes 30 and 31, what was coming out of his mouth? Mental health. Never about guns, the type of guns, but mental health. Well, now we know what mental health is. And we're going to have to act upon mental health. Remember, mental health, emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. Mental health. We have to do something about mental health. As a CBT practitioner, I can do some things, but I can't do all things. You might say, what is a CBT practitioner? Well, CBT is cognitive behavior therapy. That's what CBT is. It is a psychosocial intervention that aims to improve mental health. CBT focuses on challenging and changing unhelpful cognitive distortions and behaviors, improving, excuse me, improving emotional regulations and the development of personal copying strategies that target solving current problems. That's what CBT, a practitioner, we take into account. One, we're not psychiatrists. There's only so much a CBT practitioner could do. Back in the day, when you look at it, originally, CBT, it was designed to treat depression, but its uses have been expanded to include treatment of a number of mental illness health conditions, including anxiety. Now, on a minor level, you're dealing with people who are not too far gone because a CBT practitioner can only do so much. Like I say, we're not doctors, we're not psychiatrists, but we can help with minor problems before they become major problems. I've been studying CBT and assume be certified in CBT as a CBT practitioner. I will only take on young folks before they're too far gone in order to try to solve some of this problem of mental health. Because with this mental health issue that's going on, there's a lot of mental health that goes on in my community, which is the black community. But sometimes 
that gets a little bit passe. We just don't care about the black community. And that's the sad thing because we're people too. And we do matter. We've always mattered. But when you have so much hate that goes on in a country, sometimes that gets passed by as black people are more savages than anything. But as you could tell, we know the true savage. And that needs to be taken care of. The president says he wants to do, he wants to fund, uh, get other people involved. Uh, in one sense, I, I kind of believe when you have kids at a young age watch so much video games with a bunch of uh, killings that go on in these video games. I don't really play video games. My kids really didn't uh, do too many video games. It can't affect your mind when you sit up there hours upon hours upon hours upon hours and watch this same old crazy stuff occur. That can become a problem. But it's up to the parent to get their kids away from the video game. Sometimes you got to take their phones away. I, I know it's like a death sentence when you're taking these phones away from adults nowadays, let alone kids. But anytime you keep putting these weapons in somebody's hand, those are the problems you're going to have. Because basically these phones nowadays, they're, they're pretty much weapons because the kids are at, they have access to so much. And for a young mind, you can take up uh, a bunch of that when they should be out there doing physical you take up a bunch of time because everybody spends their time on their phone. I was driving by a, my old a middle school one day and I was looking. It's like, you know, what used to be physical education time. You could look on the yard and all the kids, their head is stuck into their phones and no one's sitting up there doing physical education. That falls on the school's. Because the food, the schools shouldn't allow kids to have phones. They should be participating in a physical uh, type of uh, program in learning how to stretch their body, how to exercise, how to enjoy and play with each other. Instead, they're sitting up there talking and heads buried, texting more likely on the phones. And that's the bad thing. Young people in these phones, video games, phones. There's a lot of things that uh, contribute to a lot of this mental health issues. But to go back, it doesn't affect, because if that's the case, we have a lot of people getting killed every day. But, you know, that was pure hate that happened this past weekend. And I'm sorry, that's just pure white hate. You can call it whatever you want to call it. You can take it. For whatever turn you want to take it for. But that was pure white hate. You're going out looking. We can't say in Ohio. We don't know what happened in Dayton. But if you sit back and you think about it. You probably can figure out what happened in Dayton. But we know for sure. What happened. 
in El Paso was hate. Okay, my brothers and sisters, this is Ecologist Real Talk. I'm out of here. Go back and check out 30, 31, and this new one. These are issues that are in our community. This mental health is all over the world. It's just not in America, more so in America, but it's still all over the world. We have to do something about it. We must start paying attention and knowing the signs when we see these things happen. Too much sleeping. It's not good. Too much of anything is not good. Sleeping, drinking, drugs, these are signs. These are some of the signs, not all the signs. You can go to the Google and Google mental health and they'll be happy to give you a list of all the signs that you should be looking forward or looking out for, especially in your family with your loved ones. If you see these signs, maybe you need to start talking to that person on getting some, uh, try to get some help. Okay, family, peace out. This is hump day. College is real talk. We out of here.